The Movie Hour, episode 85, May 27th, 2010. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Hello everyone and welcome to the Eli Ross Battle of Hoth Movie Hour. My name is Greg Maloney and I am happy you were here to join us on this lovely, lovely occasion. Tonight we are joined by my brother James and everyone's friend Jeff. Welcome back to the show, guys. Hello in internet land. I'm not everybody's friend. <laughs> who, who's not your friend? Or whose um, friend are you not? Ooh, interesting. I would, I, I would like to be Bill Murray's friend, but he won't return my calls. <laughs> Uh, well, when you call him a thousand times a day, it doesn't doesn't work out. And he's a hard guy to get hold of. Uh, yeah, you're did, telling me. I call him a thousand times it, a day. Did you try and do it through Woody Harrelson? <laughs> <laughs> that is the easiest way to get to Bill Murray. You can get a hold of anybody. That's true. That's the truth. It is uh, another late night recording here at the studio, but we're ready. We're here. We're prepared. Ready to rock. It's been a long week. How's uh, how's your week been? Tiring. I don't know why. Yeah, you sound tired. Yeah, I'm trying Where's to put on last nice week face. too. Yeah, and the week before that, and the week walk, before that. You walk into the studio, you're, you're almost like Jeff, smelling like booze, and have your pants down half the time. I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> that's yeah, the, that's other, the half. other half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, didn't you have? Wasn't uh, you're a big TV guy, weren't you? Uh, weren't you? Uh, didn't you have like the Lost finale? Aren't you happy about that or something? Or like, have you had nothing going on? Uh, yeah, I definitely watched that, and yes, I'm a pretty. It did, avid. did it suck? No, I enjoyed it actually. Really, I'm yeah. shocked. Well, I didn't think I didn't think anything could live up to the expectations of the fans at that point. Uh, well, it's, it wasn't like a big reveal style episode. During this last season, they've been giving you chunks of what's going on throughout the entire season, so they didn't let the last episode carry all the weight, which I think was smart. Uh, the last episode was more of a wrap-up style, you know, tell everybody how everybody's you know, life story is ending type of thing. It wasn't a, oh, big mystery reveal type of thing. So, I mean, if you were expecting that and you've been watching Lost, then, I don't know, shame on you, I guess, because <laughs> really going into it, I expected them to reveal one thing. They did. I was hoping they'd reveal another plot point. They didn't. And everything else on top of that was just gravy. I did. I was hoping there would be a little bit more just, of a badass killing or something like that, something mm-hmm. more epic feeling. But uh, yeah, overall, I was I was satisfied. Something badass was yeah. missing from the lost. Well, good news. Um, a, like ABC Disney owns it, so you never know. Maybe even though even though the creators are done, they don't have the rights to it. So maybe Disney will come back with uh, another season. <laughs> uh, yeah, that might be hard to do. They'd have to start from scratch again. Whatever. It'll be lost to the island of Dr. Parnassus or something. I don't know. Jesus. Jesus, that's a, that sounds terrible. <laughs> right, right, yeah, it, it would be. I had a I had an interesting day today I, I wanted to bring up. I know this isn't this isn't the therapy movie hour or the therapy hour, but this is a funny story I think you guys will find interesting. Um, you guys might not know this. Uh, but uh, I've got a couple of friends that are aiming to be teachers and I uh, myself not being a teacher have always claimed that I would make a terrible one for a couple of reasons, mainly because I'm sarcastic as hell all the time. Oh, but, like uh, your friends who are teachers. Right, right. But they, they have a, they have a, 
they have a switch they can turn on and off. I don't, I don't have that switch. Um, but the, the other reason being is I don't understand when to stop with a, a certain topic. And for the, the thing I wanted to bring up was I, uh, I watched my cousins from time to time for babysitting and they're what, like nine and 11 years old, maybe eight and 10. And I have them, I pretty much have them in a room and I'm sitting there on my laptop, like playing music on YouTube. And I'm just like, and they just pull in and I'm just like, Hey guys, what do you guys, what bands do you like? I just, I want to know. I want to know what you guys like. Tell me what music you like. And they're like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know any bands. I know some songs. Are they in like, elementary school? Yeah. Yeah. They are. And bands so that you like in elementary school, shut up. I'm telling a story. So, <laughs> sorry. So, <laughs> Sorry for pissing on your At some parade. point, I think I think one of them said Black Eyed Peas at a point. I'm like, okay, all right, what do you like about the Black Eyed Peas? Like, what specifically? And they're like, I don't know. Like, can we have a sandwich now? I'm like, no, hold on. I want to keep talking about this. I want to grill you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I had them sitting, like, I pretty much was talking to them about how, um, like, pretty much that techno, mu- techno music bothered me and how, like, I-, I like it, but just knowing that a lot of it's just hack music. And I'm trying to explain to them what techno music is and why it's hack and, that, like, just why I just don't like it. And I ha- that's why I can't be a teacher. I had them sitting down, and they just don't want to listen to me, and I just want to just drill one topic into their head and make them figure like figure it out and think the way I do. And I had a very, very fun day today on top of that. So it's it's been a long day, long week. And uh, I wanted to tell you that story because I thought I thought it was sort of funny. And yeah, techno music is sort of hack, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Not all. Of it. I mean, some of it's kind of good, like yeah. that sandstorm song. Shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I, I cited the sandstorm as like the <laughs> really? song. I'm like, okay, so this is what I'm talking about. And I found a sandstorm <laughs> and played it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh... It's been a long week. I hope, I hope everyone that's listening is either on their way to uh, vacation or at least on their way to get ice cream. Uh, it is the ice cream uh, season. It's very hot in, in Michigan right now. I guess it's not very hot. It's like 85 or something, but considering it's humid, May, it's very hot. Humid. Yeah, very humid. Yeah, and it's balmy. So, uh, I, and it's, it's steaming in the studio. No AC for us today. One of the interns pretty much broke it on their way out today, pretty much kicking and screaming, but it's okay. It'll... I've had an interesting couple days myself, if anybody's interested. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> All right, cool. Since neither one of you guys uh, have movies to review, I'll just take up some of the time talking about my <laughs> last couple days. Um, so we played a soccer game on Sunday night. Um, and Well, two soccer games, I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, I, have not played in, I have not played in a soccer in a very long time. And as Greg said, 160 minutes of soccer was enough to absolutely destroy my body. I've got uh, enormous blisters, like blisters the size of silver dollars on both of my feet uh, that are incredibly painful, although waning in their pain. And I am uh, today, Tuesday, as sore as I have ever been in my entire life, My from my shoulders straight down to my feet. I am just so sore. This is what being old must feel like. So that might give you an idea of how wiped I was on Sunday night at 1230, uh, well, Monday morning, I guess, 1230, when I was driving home. Uh, from the soccer games, and uh, my car all of a sudden started flashing the battery light, and I wound up uh, coming to that the lights dimmed, and I wound up coming to a halt about a mile away from my house, uh, and I had to walk home. And uh, with blisters and all, 
Yeah, blisters, incredible soreness, and you should see the hill on the way up to my house. Holy <laughs> shit. So, um, so long story short, I, uh, I, I got my car towed, uh, very early this morning, and, uh, I've been basically the last couple of days just kind of sitting around the house because with no car in the suburbs, there's really no place to be and nothing to do. So, uh, are you kidding yeah. me? You know how many stay at home moms are looking for some excitement? And well, according to the internet, about the population of the United States, but uh, wow. I'm uh, stay at home's mom, stay at home mom's looking for entertainment. Oh, they just want to, they just want to hear a joke. Well, you should go around and just pitch the podcast door to door. That's a good idea. That'll get some, that'll get some winners. And I do know stay at home moms love this show, so this will be this will be big. And stay at home dads, they all love it. Um, I have a neighborhood like association thing that I have to deal with, and I feel like I'd just get kicked right out if I tried to. The homeowners association would hunt you yeah. down, kill you, yeah, right, right. and solicit this. Right, we we uh we might get hunted down and killed also if we don't start start with the the moviness. Uh, there are there are some things to discuss as uh, as usual. Uh, our our first feature being the High Hunters Hollywood Hoopla. Couple big newses, couple big newses, couple small newses. That's right, I'm saying newses. Because it's, it's my new game. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, top top on the list. Uh, this weekend, Shrek took the spotlight with $70 million, while the explosive new SNL film, McGruber, came in a solid sixth rating, and j- raking in just over $4 million. However, this is, <coughs> this is devastating for everyone that wanted Val Kilmer to get a new lease on his career, mainly you. I am sad. I am sad. Listen. It was top secret and real genius and downhill, and then there was a small spike at Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't mention it. Apparently, right. so apparently top, you forgot the so movie. Top Gun, Top Willow, Gun, and Willow. And yeah. Willow. Okay. Batman fine. Forever. A, a little bit. A little. Bit. No, Batman Forever. All joking aside, Batman <laughs> Forever is a shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's never been said on the show before. How dare you? <laughs> I'm too tired. I'm too sore. I can't can't keep along with this charade anymore. I hate Batman forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, first off, yeah. I, I, like it's not like uh, Val Kilmer had one movie and ran with it. He did. A, he did a good job and different characters too. He's, he's not, no, no. He had he had two movies. He had Top Secret <laughs> and Real Genius. He was great. And he sort of had Top Gun and sort of had Willow and sort of sort of had Willow. Whatever. Okay. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyhow, is anyone surprised that Shrek made only seventy million dollars? Because seventy million dollars is a lot of loot. Yeah, I think right, we I saw that third it. one and it sucked. <laughs> I thought we projected it higher than that, so I guess I'm a little surprised, especially with the 3D money it was supposed to be raking into. Yeah, that's right. 3D. <laughs> The Magruber thing, none of us were surprised that we've had it in our turds in the making uh, summer preview section. Yeah. Did we really? Yeah. $4 million. $4 million. Good for us. Just so, so sad. Yeah. Like, I don't really, like... It's pretty uh, bad when you're a $10 million movie and you don't get your budget back in the first week. Oh, they'll they'll get the DVD sales. Don't (laughs) worry. Ryan Philippe was in it? Kristen Wiig? Come on. I like Kristen Wiig. I think she's one of the funniest chicks out there. Apparently, she di- didn't do any uh, do any good on the roster. Anyhow, just just saying, I like. Unfortunate, her. Val Kilmer, you'll bounce back. Don't worry. The next one, you'll make it. Don't don't worry about it. It's it's gonna be big. Um, 
In other news, on the business end of things, Time Warner Cable Inc. is trying to sell Hollywood on the idea to allow people to order films on demand while the films are still new in theaters. The proposition was for movies that have been in theaters for 30 days would become available to households for on-demand viewing. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reported that executive, executives estimated this would cost the consumer 20 to $30 per viewing. That's crazy. Crazy? Or yeah. genius? Or crazy. false? Crazy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, or false. It is, it's or, a load of shit. Load of shit. The story starts from the Wall Street Journal. The right. financial world. The financial world is fucking with the movie world. Remember that whole story about movie stock markets that's going to happen? No. That didn't happen. It's not going to happen. This isn't going to happen either. Still a possibility. This is all sleight of hand. Yes, they're, they're, this they're is a bunch of guys in journalists. suits laughing at us. They're, they're distracting the real journalists here at the Dude, movie. Dude, Rupert Murdoch himself. This is, this is him saying, Dude, this is where everything's going. It's going all the cable. This is our only chance because... Print's going to die, and we need to make money. How are we going to do it? Oh, let's take it from the theaters. It's, and I don't know how they're going to do like tons of money off those lunatics on Fox News. <laughs> I do like how theaters are just getting fucked over and over again. Like, okay, what's <laughs> now instead of just releasing videos on videos just straight to DVD, which are just terrible movies, but instead of doing that, for all the movies that are going to be put in theaters, let's just put business right next to them and send them right to the TVs if they want them to for more money. Yeah, but still, you can get tons of people around a TV to watch a $20 viewing of whatever, Avatar or whatnot. But theaters just need a, like They're supposed to have 3D. It's going to be the next big thing. 3D is now coming to the home theater at this point. I guess if you want to spend eight grand on a TV, no problem. You can get 3D. But They need to jump on technology. Yeah, we need to get we need to bring smellovision back. Smellovision back. Smellovision. That needs to be the theater's next trick because apparently they're not going to have anything else to work with. Um, but yeah, you don't see people taking advantage of this if it happens. You don't think? See, do you think this would be big? I tell you what. I tell you what needs to happen. The 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 Wall Street seems to have found lots of ways to make money on the theater. The theater needs to find ways to make money off of Wall Street. For instance. A new Wall Street movie would be uh, would 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 be good. Maybe maybe with um, you know one of the hot new young Hollywood actors that everyone loves. Uh, just any any way that they could think of to uh, to just capture that that audience. Did uh have you read any of the reviews or reviews the interviews with Oliver Stone about him claiming like this is not a sequel to the original? No, no that's How hilarious. Is that yeah, I know, I know. Like, it's got Gordon Gecko in it. How's it? It has the seat? name Wall Street in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you need to, we'll have to, you have to check that out later. But it's, I'll, I'll put it up on the Gunga Pit for people to read because it's sort of funny. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think this, I think it's a cool idea. I, I think it really is. Just giving people the option, I guess. Our pay per view. Well, if for nothing else, give the people that maybe just have hard times making out making it to the theater, a chance to see it a little earlier, oh, I guess. I'll save 50 bucks on popcorn and pop fees anyway. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's true. And uh, plus you can eat, like, you can eat whatever you feel like. You don't have to eat, like, crappy, you know, like... Nothing. Yeah, you can eat yeah. seafood. You don't have to worry about people complaining about it smelling That's what like... I'm saying, yeah. Like, like, yeah, Sour Patch Kids are pretty much your only option for a, a solid, you know, solid meal at, at a theater, but... At home, you could order, I don't know, Swedish fish or Thai food, whatever you want. Oh, next up, 
Sort of on the sad, sad tales, a friend of the show, Eli Ross, vacation in Mexico, turned ugly after he was reportedly... When you stalked. say sad, you mean horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's true. It's true. Uh, reportedly stung 200 times by poisonous sea urchins. Fortunately, Roth has been in good spirits and is recovering after having stingers surgically removed. Yeah, a very, very scary story. All, all, all Sounds like a really inside. long incident. 200 stings yeah. is a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen a sea urchin, but they're fast, man. They yeah. can sting like that. Just picture in Will Ferrell, like in the Austin Powers movies, where he's just crying out for like a half hour, <laughs> right when he's burning in the yeah. pit. Just ah, ah ah! Oh my God, this is bad. Well, it, you know, go, yeah, ahead, go ahead, Greg. No, I was just gonna say it goes from him like he was he was like white rod or rafting or canoeing or something spills out of the canoe almost dies in some kind of like whirlpool escapes that to some rock like oh thank god i'm safe and then gets stabbed by sea urchins over and over again like it's poisonous sea yeah, urchins. like it's it's i feel bad laughing about it it's it's got it's it's i don't know it's sort of funny in a way but uh i'm just i guess the only reason i can laugh about it is eli roth is recovering and he seems to have a pretty uh uh, yeah, he's laughing guy. about it yeah. too. He yeah. went, he went, uh, he went into his, uh, into surgery and he said, uh, if I die, know that my only true regret in life was sitting through America's sweethearts. Uh, America's sweethearts, of course, being the lovely John Cusack. Uh, I think Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah. Billy Crystal. Hank, isn't it? Hank Azaria. Yeah, that's right. Beat the, all we right. all know that. We all saw it. Like okay, us. great. Yeah, <laughs> we all saw. <laughs> <so. laughs> yeah, yeah. Sad stuff. Eli Roth. Uh, I hope you get that basket we sent you. Uh, it should be should be good. Uh, Joey, the intern, was responsible, so hopefully it was taken care of. Uh, last but not least, checking in with uh, one of our legends, Dan Aykroyd. As you may or may not know, Aykroyd has been pitching a vodka called Crystal Head Vodka, which hit the market around the same time as Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Suck uh, was released. Aykroyd's vodka has been banned by the Ontario government, claiming at least banned in stores for sale, claiming that the skull-shaped bottle doesn't depict the right message. I just want to uh, run run this uh, kind of – Greg did not uh... – post me on that Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Suck joke, I would have vetoed that right off the bat. <laughs> I, that's, I, don't, I don't think that's my kind of joke. And I don't think it's the movie hours kind of joke. And it wasn't written down by the interns either. That just came right off right off my yeah, top of my head. I was you know, like, Greg, that was just like, not geez. improv, okay? What kind let's of just, let's thing just is happening here? Where you, <laughs> you're defending the skull, but downing Batman forever? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm just saying it's a bad joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. Which brings that South Park episode up, and I love that South Park episode. Yeah, that is good. Indiana Jones getting raped. I'm trying to wrap my head around why they think this is going to appeal to, like, bring in Children. more underage drinkers. Is it because the movie was rated PG-13, so that could say alcohol, too? <laughs> uh, I don't get the the combo there. It's because skulls are fucking cool, man. <laughs> Dan, this pretty much has no uh, no bearing on movies whatsoever. I'm just happy Dan Aykroyd is still doing something, and then he's still causing some kind of ruckus out there in his own his own home country. But uh, file this under. There's no such thing as bad press because right. I had completely forgotten about Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Head vodka until this very moment. Now I'm thinking about going out and buying some. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, that made me think of the same thing because I've got a I've got an uncle that just 
has a bar and everyone buys him liquor all the time. I need to get him one of these crystal head vodkas because it's only like it's big out west. Like I know their their distribu- distribution is out west, and then it's not that easy to get in Michigan. If somebody has it, uh, uh, give me a give me a line. I'll order some for you. But who was it? It was uh, who did the? Was it like the thousand? The thousand caveman names. Who was that guy? And what, that's not the right name of it either. The thousand that, hobo names. Hobo names. John Hodgman. Yeah, John Hodgman also was a huge Dan Aykroyd, huge Crystal Head vodka fan when it was first released. He was like going around during his shows and during his uh, book signing, saying, "Hey, if anyone can get me Crystal Head vodka, I'll buy it off you." And I want to ask John Hodgman. So that's it's a great it's a great way to be. Hey, yeah. if anyone can get this consumer product for me. <laughs> I am actively seeking this consumer product. Yeah. Yeah. That actually happened to me once. I was walking into this convenience store, and this kid was like a huge fan of Blue Label Pop-Off. He was like, hey, if you can get some Blue Label Pop-Off for me, just go pay a little extra. I will pay you extra for Blue Label Pop-Off if there's anywhere you know that you can find it. Ah, Blue Label Pop-Off. Our heritage, so hard to turn back on. Uh, But, yeah, that does it for the Holly Hunters, Hollywood Hoopla, which, by the way – don't we have some Holly Hunter news? There is some Holly Hunter news, isn't there? Yeah, she's engaged. Man, all these, all these, all these friends of the show is just breaking our hearts one by one. Holly Hunter, what's what's going on? What's the deal? No, yeah, congratulations, sure. Holly Hunter. Thanks alone now, Holly Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Do what you want. It's your life, I guess. Um, enjoy it. But uh, that brings us to your movie reviews. And as Jeff mentioned before, uh, James and I don't have a new one. James and I went di- went and did see Kick Ass, which I did think was was fairly good. And I do agree with Jeff's assessment of it. And uh, I, yeah, I guess I, it's it's been a it's been a while since it's been out. But I'd have to say the uh, Nick Cage on fire scene was probably my my most favorite. And uh, that scene yeah. was pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it was pretty bad. The, the, the music during that scene was awesome. I was very happy with the music during uh, that scene. James, did you have anything you want to just quickly say about Kick-Ass? Little girl's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the little girl's sweet. What did we end up finding? Like, you were uh, you were wondering what she was in, and we were looking it up. She was in the your 500 Days... Was it 500 Days of Summer? Yeah. She yeah, he, yeah. She played... Uh, the uh, little sister. Yeah, the little sister of Gordon. Yeah. Joseph Levitt, or whatever his name is. Joseph Gordon Levitt, whatever. There you go. Nailed it. Uh, Michael Duncan Clark. Michael Clark. <laughs> but yeah, that brings us to... Uh, Jeff, Jeff has a movie review. He's all cool and whatever. But well, you know, I'm not all cool. I'm, I'm like 80% cool. The other right. 20%, you know. Pretty, so pretty go ahead. Awesome. Move your review. Um, all right. So I, I saw Extract, um, uh, the, the Mike Judge movie, but I don't want to review that. Uh, it was okay. It was sort of like a like kind of a poor attempt to do another office space, I have to say. Um, what, what's, I just want to know. Jason, office space. I just want to know. Sort of. Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, how they do. Go. Ben Affleck sold me. Jason Bateman uh, was basically Michael Bluth, except for he could say fuck. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, continue. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my extract uh, review. But the other movie I saw that uh, I think deserves a little bit more of a review was uh, Slumdog Millionaire, the, uh, the Oscar winner from a couple years ago. Have you guys seen this? I have not, actually. Have you have you heard this? Have you seen this? No. Go ahead. <laughs> you know about this? Um, yeah, I, I'm a little surprised it took all three of us this long to see it. It was you know pretty pretty major. Got got pretty good reviews. Obviously won the Oscar and everything. Uh, it's a pretty cool movie. It had some very very 
unfortunate parts to it, I guess. It, like the the idea was awesome, and I think that the execution was the execution of the plot was it was only okay. It was shot really well. Um, the the general idea is it's this kid on. Uh, on who the Indian who wants to be a millionaire, and uh, he's he basically like a nobody. He's like a like from sort of you could say like the peasant class. Like he he serves tea to people who are answering uh, like tech support calls. That's his job, and um, he he's on this show, and he's being like simultaneously. You're seeing him be tortured by this uh by these people for cheating because they think he cheat he's cheating on the show and what he winds up doing is um telling them how he knows the answer to each of the questions on the show um and uh it's it's a cool idea to think about like when you watch a like a like a trivia like a quiz show like that like the story behind learning the answer of each one of these things and it kind of comes together to form its own story about this guy and where he came from and, and his uh in his life and uh you know it's uh, the unfortunate thing is that it's sort of a the the characters are a little bit under developed and it's it's it kind of becomes a tacky love story towards the end but uh Overall, I, I was not unhappy that I saw it. Again, I thought that the idea was really cool and it was well done. Uh, Danny Boyle directed it. The same guy did uh, Train Spotting and a couple other things that are worth mention. And um, yeah, so overall, good movie. I would say. I mean, pretty good. No, no, no fat stamp of approval, but it was. It was. If you haven't seen it, you know, and you're looking for a movie about India. You know, fuck it. <laughs> so it's uh, so, worth movie of the year considerations then for that year or any I, year, I guess. In well. Year. Yeah, mashed up. I was going to say the same thing. Like mashed up against. I, I think you've seen all of them now, other than the Reader. Perhaps have you seen the Reader, Jeff? I have not seen the Reader. You've seen Melk. You've seen Frost Nixon. You've seen the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. You think Slumdog deserved it? I think. I think. Uh, I saw the Wrestler too. I think the Wrestler was my favorite of those movies. Um, uh, the Wrestler wasn't too present, was it? Yeah, it was nominated the same year. I'm Best picture. Positive. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at it right now, big okay, guy. Okay, well, apparently I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, I, like, I'm sure you got a lot of awards, but it's not on Best Picture. Oh, no, you know what? Uh, Rourke was nominated. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, Rourke, Rourke was nominated. And, and, I think, um, and I think Aaron Aronofsky was um, nominated. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, I like The Wrestler this year a lot better, um, and I liked Milk better as well. And I think... Frost Nixon was close. I can definitely see why this won over Frost Nixon. There, there were a couple things that I think probably wouldn't bother the average person about this movie or the average movie watcher even, but I just I don't like. Um, whereas Frost Nixon, I think, did a little bit better for me. But I can see this beating Frost Nixon. I think Milk was better, and I definitely think The Wrestler was better this year. Cool. Danny Boyle's definitely got a weird collection of movies under his belt now. Agreed. I mean, he's got this one. He's got Train Spotting. Life Less Ordinary, which is kind of a goofy movie, if I remember correctly. The Beach. The Beach, which I liked quite a bit. 28 um, Days also. Later. <laughs> right. So just weird stuff. Kind of the, I think The Beach collection. was one of the last things I saw on VHS before the, the Yeah, I remember that. Movie. We watched that. We, we went out and we, we rented Dirty Work and The Beach. And watched <laughs> them both that night. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was yeah I was semi-impressed with The Beach, too. And to go back to the Slumdog Millionaire thing, not only did... Uh, it, it get best picture, and of course, it, it made a lot more money after being re-released. But it made 141 mil domestically. Yeah. So it, it, Oscars, just, not it, just, yeah, he made a million dollars. <laughs> Someone else made a million dollars. 
Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. I'm happy you liked it. Um, uh, yeah, which I guess brings us to our the next feature of the day. We have uh, another special, special event today. Uh, I know we received a lot of mail, a lot of fan mail about Jeff's quiz last week. Uh, a lot of congratulations for Jeff. A lot of, a lot of you know, why is Jeff doing quizzes? Uh, why is Jeff telling us what to do? Why is Jeff? Is Jeff single? Is Jeff single? <laughs> Does he have, I'm not, by is the he way. clean, et cetera? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, anyhow, um, a lot of them were sort of leaning toward to, uh, seem to have some kind of bias to Jim doing quizzes. And so we wanted to, uh, serve back and let you guys know that Jim is still our quiz master. Um, Will Shorts also, uh, sent us a couple emails saying why is, why, why is Jeff doing stuff when Jim is actually the puzzle master? So, uh, Jim, you should probably take that for what it's worth. Um, I am the uh, quiz journeyman at this point. Yeah, yeah. Apprentice. Uh, so, yeah, Jim has a quiz for us today. And, uh, yeah, I guess, James, go ahead and uh, uh, let us know what's up. Okay. Um, I designed this one in with thoughts of the summer blockbuster season. Uh, just tons of money being made. So uh, this is another box office quiz like I did in the past with the Olympic theme. But uh, this time, ah, this time <laughs> the theme is going to be based off of the highest – career box office winners. So I'll take an actor and I'm going to go on a list, you know, down the list, number one box office star and go down the list and you know, we'll alternate like last time. So we'll let uh, one of you guess first, somebody try and clean up the category and then we'll. Whoa, I still don't. So what? <laughs> You're going to need. <laughs> it's the so... same format as the Olympic one, but instead okay. of taking people from countries, okay, I'm going to be taking people from the, career box office list. Okay. <laughs> Jeff goes first. Okay. So Jeff, Jeff's going first. All right. So there'll be you know, a little bit of uh, cool trivia information too, because you'll find out who these top box office stars are in order. Um, so yeah, the first person, top box office guy. Um, by the way, the box office numbers do include, um, as far as, you know, the career list do include their voice work. I won't be including the voice work movies in my, top three uh, answers so don't be and is this that. just domestic correct yep it's just u.s okay. grosses all right so the first the number one box office star for his career is tom hanks so jeff since you're going first you get three guesses at the three top three movies of his and then whatever you don't get uh greg can try and steal tom hanks yep uh, Jesus. Uh, I'm just, well, I'm just trying to think of the biggest ones. Um, is this including voice talent? It, no, it is not. I'm not doing voice talent. Did you listen to the guy? Go ahead. Um, Forrest Gump. Okay. Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Uh, I don't know, the burbs. Okay. You got one of them. You got Forrest Gump for number one. Wow. Holy crap. Right. I'm scared. And I'll do the point system like I did last time. Three points for the first place, two points for the second place, and one point for the third movie. So, okay. All right. So you have one so guess. So he automatically, he's going to get. He has three points. So you have a chance to steal a two or a one here with one guess. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm not guessing. Lady okay. Killers. God, that movie, Coen Brothers, what were you thinking? Um, 
how about um, drawing a blank to Road of Perdition, I guess. Uh, incorrect. Yeah, I figured. Uh, I bet two. Da Vinci Code was up there. Oh, Da Vinci Code! Da Vinci was third, yeah. Castaway was second. Damn it, Da Vinci Code. All right, so that was Jeff's, and now we'll move on to Greg's category. Uh, the number two box office star of all time, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Are you serious? And you're yes. not including voice talent? Yep. I'm okay, not, that's important. That's important. Wow. Eddie Murphy. Um... And so he's the number two all he's time. He's the number two. Really? They count the the voice talents, but I'm not going to put him on my list. So okay. he's got a lot of shrugs so on your, his belt. So okay, right. <laughs> but I'm not making you guess the shrugs. Okay. So probably he's the number two, including the voice talents. Correct. He's but two. You're but not. If I, okay. Correct. Not right. If I if we took the short the voice talents away, he wouldn't be number two. Right. Okay. I um, you. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of like typing them out in Notepad so I can look at them. I guess, like, I know Beverly Hills Cop made a lot of money for being the rated R movie, but I'm sure there's something else. I'll guess Beverly Hills Cop is one of them. I'll okay. guess Doctor Doolittle. Okay. Uh, oh, what's another stupid movie he was in? He was in Daddy Daycare or whatever the hell that was. But what made the most money? Yeah, screw it. Daddy Daycare. I have no idea. Okay, you got Beverly Hills Cop for number one and Dr. Doolittle with number three. Wow, I feel I feel fantastic after that. <laughs> so, Jeff, you have a chance to score the number two. All right. Being the numbers guy, um, I, I know that oftentimes uh, sequels do very well, so I'm going to go with um, Beverly Hills Cop number two. <laughs> Correct. Oh, bastard. Gets nice. Jeff Jeffrey gains the lead, five to four. All right, so now we're going back to Jeff, and the number three box office star of all time is Harrison Ford. Big time. <laughs> Just is guess them really all. Guess, them, guess the trilogy. Just guess the trilogy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, huh? <laughs> which trilogy? Which yeah, which trilogy? <laughs> um, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. This is um, uh, New Hope. Okay. <laughs> I hope you get all of them wrong. It's the other three movies. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> um, and uh, Empire. Okay, you got New Hope for one and Crystal Skull for two. Shit. So I have to guess one of them. And this, huh? And this included the re-releases and all that shit too, right? So I believe so. <sighs> New Hope and Crystal Skull were up there, and he also guessed Empire, and it wasn't correct. Right? I'll go Return of the Jedi. Got it. Awesome, sweet. Yes. Scrape some points. Get those points. Nice job. See, nice job. Salvage something. So Jess wing ten five. Ten five. Damn. All right. Came to play today, Mr. So, Maurice. Greg, your category for the number one box office star of all time is Robin Williams. All right. And <laughs> another big is he voice really talent. Voice talent. Yeah, voice, voice talent. talent. Yeah. 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 But remember, I'm not. So we're not including. Damn, dude. This isn't going to be easy. Ro- Robin Williams, non-voice talent. 
Uh, man, I haven't even seen him in a movie in a long time. Like, my my mind's going to Jumanji. I guess I'll guess Jumanji. Yeah. It's been on the top of my head for a long time. Now maybe I should watch that movie. Uh, let's see. That's pretty fucking bizarre, dude. Dude, I don't know, Robin Williams. I'm guessing one hour photo did not make much money. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, shit, what was that? Doctor one. I'm gonna give Jeff J- uh, ideas here. Oh, I know that doctor one. <laughs> I had a pre- I had a pretty good idea, but I don't uh I don't know, man. That that doctor. One All right, well, Mrs. Doubtfire is definitely on there. Okay, and and then Hook. I'm guessing Hook. Okay, you got Mrs. Doubtfire at second place. Jesus. All right, I think I I think Patch Adams was the doctor one. It's not my answer though, because I think uh, Night of the Museum probably made more. Oh, so you're going Night of Museum? Yes, that is correct for number one. Oh, damn it! Night at the Museum. And number three was Night at the Museum too. Yep. All right, that was Greg's so, topic. So now it's Jeff, who's got a thirteen to seven lead. Uh, the number five box office star of all time, Tom Cruise. Oh. Fuck, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tom fucking Cruise, man. Night and day, night and day. It's not even out yet. Don't worry. Nord, if you don't get any Nord. of them, and somehow with one guess, Greg sweeps, <laughs> you'll still tie. Minority Report. Okay. Um, the... Top Gun. That's totally wrong. The um, Top Gun. The Top Gun. Like the and, Iraq and yeah, and such, and such. Uh, such as uh, um. Did I already say Minority Report? You did. Hmm. Okay, and um, Jerry Maguire. That's not right either. Um, you got none of them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which one am I going to guess? Uh, there's a lot of good, quite a lot of good answers here. I'm going to go with Mission Impossible. Oh. Um, oh. Oh. Mission Impossible 1. Wrong. Oh, <laughs> no point that Tom, Tom Cruise is an enigma. <laughs> Number one, War of the Worlds. Damn it. Ah. Number two, Mission Impossible 2. Oh! And number three is a shady one. It's Gold Member. He had a cameo in Gold Member. Yeah. Yep. God, I should have guessed two. I knew. I, oh, what was I right. thinking? Jeff, the numbers guy, guessed two earlier. It paid off, and I didn't go for it. And it all right, so that was Jeff. So this is Greg's, and the number six box office star of all time is Morgan Freeman. Interesting. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, Morgan Freeman been in a lot of stuff. Been in a lot of stuff. But what's made the most money? Seven's a fantastic movie. Probably didn't make a lot of money because it's just so so rated R. Um, That's exactly the phrase I would have used. <laughs> That's so rated R. 
Uh, Shawshank Redemption, I don't remember what it was rated, but I'll guess that. Just because it's a, such a badass movie, I don't care if it's wrong. Um, R, I think, is what it was rated. Yeah, it might have been. I think you might be right. Um, I'm guessing it anyways. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, why not? I'm missing some serious movies here. Some serious Morgan Freeman movies. What made a shit ton of money that Morgan Freeman was in? Um, hmm. It's going to be something stupid like Bruce Almighty. I'll guess Bruce Almighty. I'm 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 completely failing. I'm sorry, everyone. Bruce Almighty was going to be my guess. So, I hope <laughs> right, so what do you have as guesses so far? You weren't listening. Yeah, Bruce <laughs> Almighty. Whatever's on your list is what I got. Robin Hood. Yeah, and Robin Hood. Shawshank was an official one, all right. Yeah. Um, you got Bruce Almighty for second. Oh, God damn it! Uh, <laughs> At least first and third. Uh, uh, he was. He, he did voice talent in War of the Worlds, but that's that, that's that won't not count, correct. Yeah. Um. Choke, Jeff. Choke, choke. What am I talking about? The Dark Knight. There we go. Oh, <laughs> damn and it! Third, it was Batman Begins. Yeah. Yep. Damn it, damn it, damn it. I'm such a moron. All right, so Jeff's You're just pulling away. Yep, he's at 16 to 9, by the way. Um, And Jeff's number seven box office star of all time is Mr. Bruce Willis. I've never even seen Die Hard. Um, Thanks for giving me that, by the way. (laughs) Dude, I have... I have, yeah. You didn't think about Die Hard when Bruce Willis came up. Um, what has he been in? It's made serious money. Um, this is my problem with this game: is I can only think of stuff that I like. Uh, <laughs> that's your problem with everything, Jeff. The yeah, sooner you realize that, it's probably true. Um, let's see. Bruce Willis. Okay, so if, in case you're keeping score at home, yes, he was in Beavis and Butthead Do America, but voice does not count. <laughs> yeah, I think he played like Butthead's dad or something, didn't he? He plays the guy uh, that's after him. Like that's pissed off. Him and Demi Moore were in it when they were dating. Interesting. Um, I know a lot about are, that. Any more questions? Die, die Hard Three. Oh, uh, you get to say the full. Title, by the way. Okay, then never mind. I changed my mind. Uh, the new Die Hard. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Isn't that the new one? <laughs> That's the third one, actually. <laughs> die die too Hard. Bad. Too die bad. Harder. No, come on. Die. That's what's two. He's, he's got two of them. <laughs> if you what's, give me the numbers, the, I'll accept the numbers. Which, oh, come I on. Want die, I want Die Hard 4. I want the come new on. Die Hard. <laughs> okay. What's, wait, does it have a subtitle? Uh, it's called Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah, live free or die hard. That's right. Yeah, die hard four. Oh, that, that that's the one I want. Um, I want that one. I want. Uh, god damn it! I have no fucking clue. Uh, the Sixth Sense okay. and Sin City. Okay, you got those Sixth some, Sense. Those are some for number one, and live free or die hard was third. Yes, <sighs> Sweet. it was worth all that. Yeah, you had some. Those last two were really good guesses. So you have the number two available to you if you can get it. Well, number one soon to be the Expendables. Keep an eye out for it because it comes out in August. Uh, but at the guess number two is what's yep. up, dude. There's no way. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> Dude, there's no way. And Live Free or Die Hard was number one? No, it was number three. Sixth Sense was number one. Do I guess if another Die Hard did better than the fourth Die Hard? I'm going to give you I'm honest going, advice. I'm going, I know I got burnt on this earlier, but I'm going to do it. Die Hard 1. Incorrect. Fuck. But it wasn't any of the Die Hards. <laughs> okay. Oh, I do have just... 12 Monkeys and Pulp Fiction on this list, but they were both rated no, R. No, no. I know all Harry, no! Armageddon! Yeah, Harry, no! Are you looking at a list? No, I'm typing them out. And, like, I'm putting them on... Oh, He's making point. mental I'm, notes. Yeah. yeah okay, like, okay, okay, all right. All right. I'm, well, I differently. So Armageddon the... was number two, for all those who don't know what Harry knows from. Um, all right, so now it's... I'm getting stopped. Greg's <laughs> turn. And his... How many more of these do you have? Um, I've got <laughs> lots, so just stop me when you want to. <laughs> How many of these do you have? <laughs> um, the number eight box office star of all time, Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Die hard. Uh, no, again. Uh, Snakes on a plane. Oh. Snakes on a plane. This could have been. This could have Snakes been another. This could have been another Bruce Willis diehard one too. I wonder if Snakes I could... on a plane. Shut it. Shut it. Um. Man, Samuel. And we're. This is completely up to date, right? Yeah, like, should be. I could guess. All right. Well, Iron Man. I'll guess. Does that count? I, I like. It's got to count, right? Right. Um. I'm guessing Iron Man. If it doesn't count, this whole fucking quiz is getting thrown out because I'm. I'm really <laughs> um. Iron Man okay. one. Iron Man two still not done yet, but it did make a lot of money. Uh. Let's see. Uh, this is tough. I do want to guess Jurassic Park because it's fucking awesome. I'm going to guess Jurassic Park. Okay. And SWAT is totally badass. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. It's totally badass. So is um, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. I'm giving away answers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. My <laughs> oh, darn. Damn, dude. Um... This is tough. This is tough. Um, I just don't know. Uh, I'm sorry, everyone. I just same movie with Samuel L. Jackson in it. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to win. Same I always want, fiction. I always want to win. Yeah, Me I too. could say that. Um, man, I'm not happy with myself. Yeah, fuck it. Pulp Fiction. I can't think. I can't think of anything right. that would actually win. You got the third place one with Jurassic Park. Wow. Iron Man doesn't count. Iron okay. Man did not out earn Jurassic Park. Boom. How about Star Wars fan? Uh, the oh, fan God. Yeah, that would be so number one. one. How'd that Star do? Wars. Yeah. How'd that one do? How about that? <laughs> uh, Revenge of the Sith was two. Dude. That's complete bullshit. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> All right. Jeffrey. He, I don't know if you remember, Greg. He played Mace Windu. He had a purple lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm getting fucking stopped. It is 23 to 10. <laughs> oh, All right, Jeff, your number nine box office star of all time. By the way, we're doubling the points when it's my turn. <laughs> Will Smith. I, well, hold on, hold on, stop. Well, I, what, what's the score right now? 23, 23 to 10. 10. 
we can double the points right now, and these will be the last two. How's that sound? Okay, do it. All right. Doubling the points. So Will Smith. We'll triple the points on my turn. Will Smith. Will Smith. Oh, boy, this is a toughie. Um, is it sick that I'm thinking of more movies for Will Smith than I did Samuel? Yeah, a little. <clears throat> um, I don't know, because Will Smith is Mr. Summer Blockbuster guy. I just can't think. Um, in- <laughs> Independence Day. Okay. Um, uh, 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 Ali. Okay. And I I must be missing. Don't take my answer. Don't take my answer. Must be thinking, missing something just gigantic here. Um, Hancock. Okay, you got Independence Day for number one. Okay. At least I'm gonna go, second I, for you. I should again. I was burnt on it before, but I'm still fucking going with it. Uh, the movie which went along with his hit single. Men in Black. Are you not <laughs> going for it? Men in Black. Men in Black scores right. you third place. Yeah. <laughs> Here come the Men in Black. Uh, the number two was I Am Legend, actually. That's yeah, I had, I had that. Uh, All right. Was that not rated R? That I Am Legend not rated R? Uh, I would be surprised if it wasn't, actually, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Um, last one that we're doing. Good number point. 10, Box Office Star, Greg's Category, Johnny Depp. I just want to point out for all the females listening that it's very unfair that women are not in the top ten list thus far. If, if we would do one more person, it would there would be a woman. But no, yeah, we wanted to stop at ten. Is it is Julia it, Roberts? Julia Roberts is eleventh. Yes, that's that's a sad sad state of affairs we're in. People, sad state of affairs. It's not even a real actress. And this is a sad ending to the list too, because Johnny Depp's just a brilliant actor, and his, his movies just don't don't match up. Um. All right, so we're gonna do some pirates movies. Definitely getting into some pirates movies. <laughs> if it's me, um, I'm going one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad idea. Um. Uh, what else would be close? Like nothing. <laughs> I'll just go one, two, and blow. Uh, how about uh? Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean one, two, and three. Um, you got the first and third with Pirates 2 and Par- Pirates 3. Interesting. Alice in Wonderland. Correct. Nice. Yeah. What's, do you have the numbers in front of you? Like how, how well did I, uh, Alice in Wonderland do? Then? That's what I'm doing right now. I'm checking to make sure, cause I did this quiz last week. I'm <laughs> double checking to make sure Alice didn't take first. At, I think, uh, I think, I think it did like several hundred thousand, but not like, I don't even think it touched millions this week. I was looking at it earlier. Okay. So yeah, assuming it was semi regular, yeah, it's. I mean, it's in the three hundred millions overall. If that's what you're asking. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so let's see. So I totally got my ass kicked. 
That was that was fantastic. That felt good. Uh, the final with double the points in this one also is thirty-three to twenty. Thirty-three to twenty. Yep. <laughs> All right, people. Well, that's fantastic. Moving on. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> Thanks for keeping the throne warm for me, Greg. I appreciate it. That's that's. Uh, yeah, I feel yeah. good. This is where I belong. Well, actually, Jim was keeping it warm for me. It's been a while since you won a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you want to keep talking, Jeff, let's talk about your Parker Posey question from last week. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to say about uh, your question? Uh, I, I forgot what it was. What What was your question last week? Uh, it was about uh, – I actually had two questions. Uh, <laughs> oh, two questions. The first one The first one was, would you rather see uh, a movie based in space or underwater? And the second one was, does anybody <laughs> have a better question than this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm guessing Greg had the best answer to that second question since it was a, <laughs> a different <laughs> question altogether. Oh, yeah, that was, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Um, also known as uh, Jeff's Katrina. Hit last week, but yeah, <laughs> uh, a fantastic question with a lot of fantastic answers that uh, never happened because no one answered that question. There, I think we put up a sort of a a, a different question up on the boards. The question ended question. up being like, yeah, a proxy question <laughs> ended up being the uh, I think what animated movie where somebody dies was your favorite or something like that. Um, but uh, appreciate. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and on the fly from from me, shot that one from the hip. But uh, always yeah, appreciate true. the always appreciate the listeners answer, answering uh, on the boards at gungapit dot com, and uh, also you can find it at uh, the movie hour on the Facebook page. Uh, yeah, the movie hour page on Facebook, which is uh, my favorite page. Which is my Facebook. favorite. Uh, yeah, so uh, I uh, if you guys want to play along, uh, you just can go there, answer the questions, and we'll bring your answers on the air. Uh, up next week. It's a little different on this one is because Jeff's question totally sucked. But it's okay. Jim's up next. Jim's up next. Jim, don't let us down. Jeff's good at quizzes. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But sometimes he just uh, drops the ball sometimes. All right. Well, uh, my question for this week <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> would you rather see a movie about a train or a runaway rocket? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. My, my, mine is... What is one of your favorite movie endings? And there's lots of them out there, tons. So I'm just looking for your favorites, not what you think is the best or anything like that. Um, I'm going to pick one that kind of introduced me to a director that I've fallen in love with over the years, and uh, that's uh, Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs. Um, I love just all the characters barking at each other all movie long, just butting heads, you know, a bunch of you know, alpha males just going at it, you know, verbally and just the raw grittiness of this standoff at the end of guns pointing to everybody, arguing who betrayed who and guns blasting and everyone dies at the end. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, I was, had no idea what to expect after, you know, seeing a man's ear cut off. And I mean, it just really, built up to a really exciting moment at the end where anything could happen and everything did happen. And I thought it was a really cool movie ending. It's not bad. I, I don't know. I, 
I mean, it's not. It might not be my. I'm sort of surprised you picked that because Reservoir Dogs. uh, The ending wasn't didn't always stand out for me, and like you said, there are a lot of movie endings out there. And yeah, there's tons. Surprised that's your. I'm surprised that's your number one. I don't know that it is. I'm. I'm just saying, pick one of your favorites. It's. It's one of my favorites. I think it deserves some. Some good votes. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um. Yeah, I, there's a lot uh, of what? like twist endings that I like out there and stuff like that too that, that are really good. Right, right, right. Uh, Jeff, do you have one that comes off the top of your head? Uh, not, not right off the top of my head. Um, I've got a couple answers, and I, if you've got an answer, I'd like some time to sort through my thoughts. Right, right. I, I can I did just throw a couple of my other you know contenders. No, out. no, that, that'd be that. Don't, I, like, don't it, what is interesting about the Reservoir Dogs pick is that uh. Like, that was pretty much, I think, his first written... Like, I guess he did do My Best Friend's Birthday, which is, like, his first thing ever. But his first big movie, Reservoir Dogs, or at least turned cult movie, uh, was was Reservoir Dogs. And, uh, yeah, it, it was such an like such an interesting, interestingly written, different ending, obviously, not your textbook. And it was it was a very interesting movie. And that, that makes it a little yeah. special, too. I mean, Just the build I've got an answer. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Jeff, go ahead. All right, so um, this is one of my one of my favorite movies, and one of my uh, a book that I really like too. And actually, the the ending in the movie is a little bit different than the ending in the book in that it's uh, the story's Fight Club. Uh, I really love the ending in the movie, uh, the very very end, where spo- huge spoiler alert, where um, Ed Norton uh, and uh, and uh, what's her name? Helena Bonham Carter are, are are kind of there, and Ed Norton's got the big hole in his face, and he says, it, "Like you met me at a really weird time in my life," and you you kind of hear like the the soft acoustic part of the Pixies song "Where Is My Mind" playing in the background, and then the buildings collapse in front of them, and uh, and it's like the incredible crashing of the of the. Uh, the the first part of that song with the the electric guitar coming in and the drums and it's just absolutely amazing and uh, I might have I even gotten that quote wrong it might not be you met me at a really I think you met me at a really strange time in my life is is the the quote but anyway I think that that's a, I think that's an amazing uh, end to a movie yeah that was definitely one that I was considering mentioning for sure all the time pressure's on got to pick something. Uh, I was also maybe guessing that Jeff was going to guess the game, too. I wasn't sure how well he liked that one. Well, that was another thought. It, both David Fincher movies, but I definitely yeah. thought about that. had an awesome ending. Uh, like I don't like this answer. Uh, I know you've used it recently, too, the movie. I, Watchmen was the first thing that came to my mind. But, and then you, of course, have Empire, which... Wasn't as wasn't as epic for me because I think I had heard it before I had seen the movie. Jeff, did right. you like? There's no way. Did you you knew before you saw the movie? Nobody. Right? Yeah, nobody yeah. didn't. Yeah, I would love to live in a world where yeah. I knew, <laughs> where I didn't know what I saw. Maybe, maybe I can create a world for my children where they won't know. I'll just take comfort <laughs> in the fact that I experienced it correctly. Right. I, 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 yeah. Well. Um. Just like just like you experienced the advent of the assembly line. That's right. One, I, okay. This one, this one's a little unique, and it's it's probably not the best one, but it's a, it's a good answer. It was on the top of my head for when you were doing the quiz too. Um, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Twelve Monkeys. Uh, Bruce Willis. Uh, I guess you could say it sort of has a Brad Pitt in it, but uh, a Terry Gilliam movie. And 
Gilliam, whatever you want to fucking pronounce it. Sorry. I think I want to call it. Yeah, I think I want to call, I think I want to call it this, which is what it's supposed to be. Uh, very good movie. What, what also is interesting about it, other than the ending, uh, just Bruce Willis isn't, there was a big movement by Terry, and I'm not going to say his last name because I can't pronounce it, to make Willis not be like his, his blue-eyed superhero diehard kind of thing. Like he tried to get him out of that as much as possible, and I think they pulled it off. And Bru- So that's like Bruce Willis's only other movie where he's not the same guy and everything. Um, anyhow, uh, the end of the movie, it's 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 a little the – chron- the chronology of the movie is uh, a little bit out of order. He has a lot of flashbacks. Or flash forwards, I guess. However you want to, however you want to picture it. I guess it'd be a flashback. But since he's traveling back in time, or forward in time, nope, back in time and forward in time. Uh, yeah, I'm confusing Talking myself. About lost or what? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, he's traveling back in time, and then he gets sucked back and forth sometimes, depending on uh, where he is. He's sort of a. Uh, uh, I think he's supposed to be going back like what, like 200 years or something? Is that how, anyhow? I don't remember. Huh? Um, but he's having these dreams and these flashbacks of the past. No, it can't be because it was in his childhood, uh, like 80 years or something. Yeah. It's or, yeah. 40. Have you, uh, have you seen the movie, Greg? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm just, I'm a genius and I'm, I'm misunderstood. So, I'm like, sorry. sorry. So travels back in time and realizes you realize as you're watching this, that the end of the movie is actually, um, you get to see him as a kid witness his own death, which is epic to begin with, and the it's sort of a, a shock for you. And you get to see your hero die at the end, which is also um, not exactly textbook, and I wasn't expected. And it was, uh, yeah, and and really, you don't even get to see anything change, and it, it ends up just being sort of not really like a fate oriented movie, but it's just turns into like a sort of like a, a low, like a, a well-written love story with a lot of, a lot of chaos around it. And I, I, I thought it was a very good movie and, uh, probably the bad guy changes between his memories and the, the real event though, which is kind of interesting also. Cause in yeah, his memories, he's, true. he's that's remembering true. it as Brad Pitt, but then when it happens, right. it's David Morris. Well, he does it like three times, and the first time you don't even get to see his face. So, I, I, yeah, I'm curious. I am curious if they actually you think he did change what happened, or if it's just him and his brain thinking differently. You know what I mean? Like, because at that point in the movie, he's he's thinking, okay, this is the guy I need to stop. Oh, you're thinking he's a constructive memory because yeah, he's exactly. met Jeffrey exactly. Goins by that yep. point, and he's a wacko. Exactly. Yep. Um. So, anyhow. Uh, a very good movie, and I think underestimated. Go go out and see it if you haven't. And uh, I think I might have to see it again because I don't remember liking it nearly as much as. Well, <laughs> you guys remember it a lot better than than I do. Let's put it that way. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed that movie. Wasn't and wasn't that awesome? You never yeah. saw like you started watching it five hundred times, sleeping to it, like go at school and never watching it the whole way through. That's true. That happened. Yeah. I, I've seen it the whole way through once and seen the beginning of it probably ten times. Right. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, an excellent question. If, if I guess if uh, just phrase it one more time for everybody listening, and uh, yeah, we'll take it to the boards. Uh, yeah, just tell us one of your favorite movie endings. Awesome. Uh, you'll find it at gungapit.com and also at uh, the movie R page on Facebook. What's so ruin a movie for us? Yeah, <laughs> give ruin us our biggest spoiler. Yeah. No shit. That's a good point. <laughs> biggest spoiler question ever. 
Uh, right. Maybe I'll, put a, I'll put a big spoiler warning on the, the post. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> scroll down unless you want to see the end of movies. Right. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> James and Jeff, another fantastic late night movie hour. In the, in the can. Congratulations and thank you for the input. Hope everyone enjoyed. Thanks for coming by. Oh, hell yeah. That's, is that your new thing? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, just, Holly Just trying Hunter. out different things. Congratulations, Holly Hunter, on the engagement. And uh, get well soon, Eli Roth. Uh, you're, the fruit basket's on its way. Uh, take care, everyone. The Eli Roth's Battle of Hawk movie hour. See you later. The Movie Hour, episode 85. May tw- oh my god. The Movie Hour, episode... <laughs> the Movie Hour. <laughs> my name is Greg Maloney, and I'm happy you are here to join us on this lovely, lovely occasion. Tonight, we are joined by my... <laughs> this shit again. It's been a while. I haven't fucked up in a while. I'm